Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Tuesday, October the 22nd. We're here in Year C, Proper 25, or the 20th Sunday after Pentecost, and we will cover one of the psalm readings for the week, which is Psalm 65. It's actually interesting, the first three passages that we're going to cover this week, yesterday's in Joel 2, today's in Psalm 65, and tomorrow's in Jeremiah, all have to do with drought and rain and God answering in times of drought. So it's kind of an interesting little theme that the lectionary writers put together for this week. So we'll be in Psalm 65. I will read that passage, the whole psalm, and I'll offer some reflection and then we'll spend some time praying over the psalm this morning. Thanks for joining us on this Tuesday morning on When I Rise. Psalm 65. Praise awaits you, our God, in Zion. To you our vows will be fulfilled. You who answer prayer to all people will come. When we were overwhelmed by sins, you forgave our transgressions. Blessed are those who choose you and bring near to live in your courts. We are filled with the good things of your house, of your holy temple. You answer us with awesome and righteous deeds, God our Savior, the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas who foamed the mountains by your power, and having armed yourself with strength, who stilled the roaring of the seas and the roaring of their waves and the turmoil of the nations. The whole earth is filled with awe at your wonders. Where morning dawns, where evening fades, you call forth songs of joy. You care for the land and water it. You enrich it abundantly. The streams of God are filled with water to provide the people with grain. For so you have ordained it. You drenched its furrows and level its ridges. You soften with showers and bless it with crops. You crown the year with your bounty, and your carts overflow with abundance. The grasslands of the wilderness overflow. The hills are clothed with gladness. The meadows are covered with flocks, and the valleys are mantled with grain. They shout for joy and sing. This is the word of God for us. Here are a couple thoughts from Psalm 65 before we turn to a time of prayer. Uh, This is a a psalm with a couple of different extremes. Uh, On the one hand, this psalm deals with uh, the idea of drought in the land of of God's holy people. In fact, there's some evidence that this may have been sung at the time of the year when the rains would come back into the region. Having been been an arid region, uh, there were predictable times of the year, autumn and spring, when rains would water the earth there. But it wasn't all year long, or it couldn't be just you know any day now when rain would come. And so oftentimes, this was a, a song that was ready to be sung. It was uh, perhaps situated in the Feast of the Tabernacle season of their worship and celebration season, uh, which was the time in which they expected the rains. And so they would read this at the, the, the conclusion of a time of drought when there was no water. But you go halfway down the psalm, there's the other extreme. It talks about the roaring of the oceans. And that might just be like a, an adornment line for a lot of us, but for the people of Israel, it seemed like there was a building sentiment that evil was in the power of the wind and the waves, that when storms would come up and smash their seaports, it was a sign that evil was among them. And so you had these pictures um, in the Old Testament, also in the New Testament, when the ocean 
is a sign of evil, a tangible sign of evil among them. That's why it was so startling that Jesus would walk, would be walking on the ocean, walking on the sea or walking on the lake uh, whenever he came out to his disciples because it showed that he had power over the wind and of the sea. It was a, a, a bright proclamation about him. And so you have this interesting uh, um, picture. You have uh, a song that's sung um, that's after a time when no water's around, and there's a, a song, during the middle of the song of water, there's a, you know, this mentioning that God's power, power is even over the angry ocean out there. But what we see is that God quietly recreates the earth around him with rain. Rain, most of the time, is nearly silent, uh, but it does a lot of work for us, and that's the way God um, would have been in action around the people, and that's what they were meditating on as they were singing this song. Um, in the temple, this is where God creates a harmonious order, order. So what you see out there in this psalm is two realities. There would be times where, we're, there's, where we go without and, it, and we're desperate because of it. Or there's time where there's too much water and we're desperate even during that time. Well, in the temple where God is worshipped, there's an order where the worshiper can be recalibrated towards God's faithfulness. So as worshipers encounter God, they find balance amid the lack and amid the powerful abundance or something that's really scary out there. And I think that's important for us because as we navigate life, we have times where there seems to be scarcity and we have times where we seem to be overwhelmed, where our head is spinning or where time is desperately boring and it's standing still or there seems to be no answer when we need it the most. And so what worship allows us to do is to be reminded of God's faithfulness again and again, that he's never left us, that he'll never forsake us, so that we can be retrained and recalibrated to trust in the promises of God. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to pray for God to retrain us, to get back to zero, to where we're not scared by lack, um, nor are we overwhelmed thinking that there's no one who can be an advocate for us in being overwhelmed. But God is in the midst of all of it. God is in the midst of what seems to be lack, and God is there when it seems that we are overwhelmed God is there for us. And so we're going to spend some time praying on those themes this morning. God, as our soul rises to meet you this morning, we have hearts filled with gratitude. We are grateful because you're not a God who showed up yesterday, but you're a God who's always been. Uh, even before there was time captured, even before words were spoken, even before communities were formed, you have been God and you've always been there. We thank you in the promises that you know the end from the beginning, that there's nothing too difficult for you, that your arm is not too short, that it cannot save, that you're a God who hears our prayers. Um, you're the God who answers our prayers as the psalm mentions this morning. And God, we thank you for the picture in this psalm where the people of God were honest about times of lack and they were honest about times when they were overwhelmed. And so we thank you this morning that you could meet us in either one of those directions. God, there are some of us as we offer our hearts in prayer and offer our request to you in prayer this morning. We need an answer. There's, there's nothing, it seems, uh, to help us in our time of need. There are some of us who've been struggling with an illness for quite some time, and there's been no end. There's been no breaking of it. But God, we thank you this morning that you have the answer and that you're the healer, and that you hold us together. And so God, for those of us who seek a healing in our bodies, or we, th or we seek wisdom for a decision that we need to make, God, if we uh, seek companionship because we've had extended times of loneliness, God, I thank you that the drought of life is always answered with your subtle and silent rains that nourish the earth. And so God, we pray 
that you would bring rain upon our souls, that we know that abundance is coming, that the drought is soon to be over. God, there are some of us who are terrified by the roaring of the seas. We're terrified because it seems like we are being pursued on every side. God, there seems to be animosity between friendships that we have. There seems to be misunderstandings in our life. There seems to be um, maybe a, a negative evaluation that received at work, or perhaps we have a profound struggle at school. Or there seems uh, to be no one to stand with us in our time of hardship. God, we thank you that you're there with us when we're overwhelmed. And we thank you that your word tells us that we can cast all of our cares upon you because you care for us, that you'll never let the righteous fall. And so, God, this morning, there's someone, there's some of us out here. We need your help. We need shade from the heat of pressure in our life. We need you to be with us so that you can deliver us from a situation that we're in the middle of. Gather, we need an answer because we are overwhelmed. We have no power within us. So by faith, we turn to you and we ask God that you would be our answer, that you would be our guide, that you'd light up the path in front of us so that our feet do not slip. God, I pray that you'd, you'd protect us widely. Uh, that you would allow us to be under your cover and care this morning. So God, we give our lack and we give our overwhelming parts of our life to you. And we ask God that you be the Lord of it all. And as we spend some time in your word this morning and time in prayer, that our hearts can be calibrated to where we're not anxious about anything, but by prayer and petition, we offer humbly a request to God. So God, we pray that you would answer us this morning because of your faithfulness. Allow your love to overshadow us fresh and new once again so that we know that we are yours and that you take care of your people, that you never let the righteous fall. I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.